The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. Ho, ho, ho. We've gotten to the end. Episode four. You're as shocked as I am. How on earth did we arrive at four episodes when I promised four, we delivered four? That's a rare occurrence here on the Literally Nobody Cares podcast, but we've arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes the episode. That's today's episode. We're wrapping it up just there. That's all you're getting. No, this is the last episode. We are wrapping it up today. Thank you for staying with us. Uh, no doubt you're here because you need that little password, don't you, for the, uh, the Louis Vuitton bag. And the password is not going to be given out now. I'm going to be waiting. I'm going to make you just listen in to the sultry tones of my voice to hear a little bit more. I feel like I just said sultry tones very much like Moira from Shit's Creek. That was weird. What a weird vibe. So let me tell you a story. We plan to do four episodes. These four episodes were Christmas specials. You know, we just, we dive right in on episode one with a full update. I am health. We really got into it with the wild ones on Christmas traditions. Then in last week's episode, we really just had a chat about some people who have some very bad traditions that we need to really just dive into uh, with the calls. And today's episode, we're just going all over the place, wrapping things up. It's a bit of a yearly recap because this is it now. There'll be no more episodes by um, for 2020. Uh, and we'll be back in 2021. How, when, why, I don't really know. It feels like an Adam problem, not a Sam problem, but that's how we'll leave it. So yearly recap. This has been a truly interesting year. I mean, you know, everyone's like, ah, you know, I get it. COVID, whatever. We're not going to dive back into COVID, but what a strange, strange year. Obviously having, you know, all the businesses and however else, the various staff that we have employed through the businesses, bit of a scary time when things hit, you know, you sort of go into action stations. How do we gear up for this? How do we make sure that we're, you know, able to, you know, ride through this wave? No one knowing what that meant. Obviously then different government stimulus came out. Our businesses were very, very fortunate during that period as well. So it's been really weird learning to sort of operate from home, learning to um, just stop eating while at home. Hi, hi, fat Sam. It's, uh, it's, I am health Sam speaking. Put down the chocolate. Okie dokie. Uh, and so I just, it was a very weird time. Um, and I think I spoke about this extensively on the I am health podcast, which kicked off the uh, the Christmas special, but learning to sort of just have and create new habits when I had all this extra time on my hands that I'm not used to not being at the office super early. And so I was finding, I was going on bike rides to get my morning coffee. I then have my team meeting just out at the coffee shop as opposed to being at a desk. Very, very weird vibes. But I think that it has created all sorts of new and I guess better, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? I, I think that we're just in a better position now because for me, I was able to use COVID to create new, I guess, habits. And uh, I keep going to say processes, which is such a business thing, but just new habits, I guess, is the way to approach things, which has been good. As everyone knows, I'm walking every morning. Well, not fucking lately. It's like monsoon Teresa's rolled into town and ruined everyone's life. I don't know who Teresa is, but it felt like it really worked for a monsoon name. If anyone wants to borrow that ScoMo, let me know. Copyright, trademark, hello. Uh, so yeah, it was just, it, it was good for me in the respect of getting things under control. So, uh, and even what's better, I'm actually finding is that, you know, one of the big benefits is that we've lost 20 kilos in 2020 and we haven't put it back on yet. So, you know, fingers crossed, no guarantees by dis, uh, by January 1 that we won't have those. So, you know, not promising anything. Um, anywho, I might have to just replay this for myself. So, yeah, working from home, COVID was weird, getting used to that, getting used to not being able to, our office runs in a random pace, right? Like most of the time, my office is uh, where it is and directly opposite me is Jessica. Normally nine days out of 10, it's just me saying, um, get me this person, get me that 
person, get me this person. And Jess is either calling someone or running back and forth, grabbing staff members. And that's how we're able to move at a really nimble pace here. We're able to move very fast. Cheryl, don't mind yourself, but uh, the pace we operated here is not a pace you can keep up with, all right? Just don't even try it. And that pace was very much hampered by COVID because you've got to call someone, they missed the call because they were, you know, obviously the staff were only and exclusively working at their desk. They never took any personal time. They never went out to the beach and they should have been at their desk at all. Um, so you called me like, oh, sorry, I was just in the bathroom. Is that the, the ocean I hear in the background? It's so weird. Um, anywho, no, I joke. Adam didn't work for me then. Um, anywho, so... Basically, that was a random, random time. Big year, though, um, we started working with James Charles, um, which was huge. We've obviously now, um, you know, firmed up our presence in Los Angeles with uh, an office there, which is super exciting. And um, that's going to have a lot of growth over the next year. It's been very difficult trying to run things from distance. So we'll see what happens with Bill Gates' conspiracy-adjacent uh, vaccine that is, you know, going to just map my DNA. Can we just talk about mapping DNA for a moment? I'm sorry, Cheryl. I'm sorry, Karen. And I'm really sorry for you, Christy fucking hyphen Lee. But you are possibly some of the most disinteresting, boring individuals we've ever come into contact with. What are you thinking that Bill would like with anything to do with you? What are you hoping that he is trying to grab? Is this the last desperate attempt for you to broadcast to the world that you're interesting? I'm not understanding what it is. You get the vaccine, now they've mapped your DNA. What I would like to know, and maybe I'll give Bill a call, is can we map your DNA to ensure we can stop the spread of Karens? Now that we understand what the put together is, is this the end? Because I just don't need it in my life anymore, nor do you, you're all tens. But I don't really understand what people are so concerned about. Like, oh, they're tracking me. Um, hi, uh, do, do you have a mobile? What, what did you think that was? Have you heard of Echelon? You need to watch a television show because they don't just make shit up. If the government would like to find you, they can. Unless evidently you're someone who's flown in from fucking Germany and didn't quarantine. Apparently that's the hardest people in the world to find, all these new people in Sydney who are just down the beach. Do, oh, do we need to quarantine? Oh, I didn't know about that. You're an absolute waste of space. They j immediately lock you up. And they should lock them up in like a kennel. They should them to the RSPCA and put them in a kennel as opposed to in a re regular jail. You're a dumb fuck. What on earth has happened? Anyway, I don't really get this whole vaccine issue. Shoot me up. Get me the vaccine as fast as humanly possible. I'm not a drug man myself, but if they said you just need to inject it like a junkie on the side of the street in a fucking sewer, I'd be there. I'd be lining the fuck up. Get me the vaccine. If I can get back on a plane and go places and do things, oh my Lord, shoot me up in the eyeball. I need the vaccine. I can't even breathe. I just feel like it's going to be, and I feel like that's what I'm going to need to do. I'm going to need to employ some sort of like, you know, summer field days, you know, festival adjacent Coachella person to smuggle me in the the vaccine because I feel like they've got it really down pat. You know, it's like, oh, is it a hair bun or is it a flask? I don't know. Anyway, so... That's a real vibe. James Charles, that was epic. We had his first ever Vogue. Well, we had his first ever cover, full stop. He never had a cover ever before. Um, and then he had his first and it was Vogue. I mean, and if you're going to, I don't know, I was going to make some sort of weird sexual adjacent losing your virginity joke, but it just didn't fly. Um, it didn't fly in my head. I wasn't even going to expose you to it. Basically, if you're going to do a cover, do it right. Do it Vogue. You know what I'm saying? So we had a double cover feature, which was exciting, that came out just all really happening. Earlier in the year, we had Emily Sky on the cover again of uh, Women's Health UK, which was super exciting. So 
Lots happening with major announcements in the media space. We launched our brand, well, not launched, but we opened a brand new warehouse for James Cosmetics, which happened in July. And uh, as I mentioned in the last podcast, uh, hint, hint, we're now moving out of that warehouse. Awkward. We're now turning that into a studio and moving to a larger format location. So we'll probably mention that in January, you know, just humble brag, just like really just talk about it all over again. Um, oh, I've got to fit out a new warehouse. You know, like it's not as if I'm in there with fucking tools myself. Don't get me wrong. But oh, dear Lord, it's just a lot. And people give me these looks like you hire these people and they're like demolition experts or they're like, I don't know what you call them. Like they, they knock shit down for a living, right? Like what a fucking vibe that job is. But they knock shit down for a living and you get them in and I was like, all of this just needs to go in the bin. And they're sort of like, yeah, let's just talk through and like really specific. It's like, mm, no, in the bin. Jeez, I, I'm gesturing wildly with my hand in the bin, the whole thing in the bin. Like, oh, so do you mean the bin? I mean, you take everything that I'm gesturing at and it's in the bin. And you go to the bathroom it's like, um, these are filthy and disgusting. So the entire bathroom's in the bin. And they're like, oh, oh so what about the tiles? Mm, can you see the fact that they've chosen a green tile in my bathroom? Mm, in the bin. You'll remove all the tiles and you'll put it in the bin. Um, are you seeing this shower? Are you seeing that it's a, you know, a, a weird mold adjacent screen in the bin? The whole thing's gone. Bring in a grenade and blow the fucking thing up. I don't care how you do it. Get it out of here. I won't be using it, nor anyone who works with me. Oh, okay. And then let's have a discussion about, oh my God, bin it all. Why must we go down to these minute details? Let me tell you, there's a giant wall that separates my warehouse, my new warehouse, right? Some fucking moron separate it, trying to turn it into a, just, I don't know, a showroom or some horse shit. But a huge wall that separates them. I just want the whole thing gone. And then there's like, you know, a wall that comes off here and there's like a metal and oh, bullshit. Bin it all. And people don't seem to understand when I say bin. Or I say delete, and they laugh. And like, <laughs> it's not a computer. Why don't you chuck a little bit harder, dick fuck? I'm the one paying the bill. Delete the whole thing. Bin the whole. I don't care what you want to call it. But I'm going to be the one paying the invoice. So bring in how many dozens of minions you need and a big fucking Thor's hammer and take the shit down. And then my dad comes in. He's like, oh, I think I could remove that. Oh, my God. Great. Here we go. That's when my 60-plus-year-old father on his hands and knees crowbarring a fucking thing off the wall. I mean, you'd think I was broke, but anyway, love you the most for trying to save me the money, but you know, the whole thing's being binned. So we've got to begin that whole process and it's just a lot, you know, like the electricians are capping this off and then the people are pulling the walls down. There's someone's fitting out the bathroom. I've got to choose the tile. Then, you know, you've got to fit out the office space and the packing space. Then you're checking to make sure it's fire compliant. It's, there's a lot of shit. And I wasn't, you know, just filled up with free time before and I'm a crazy person, so I can't delegate it because dear Lord, my father runs it, it'll be like, we've chosen the cheapest, most cost-effective, fucking most applicable tile the world's ever seen. Like, but it does the job. And that's my, I hate that word. It does the job. Does it? Yeah. I mean, so does a fucking champagne Corolla. I'm not going to be driving one of those anytime soon, am I? So I, I, I don't need to do the job. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not for me. I like a nice chic bathroom. Like in our current warehouse, there's a beautiful slate tile, a stunning Italian marble bench top. Yes, it's a warehouse. We keep a standard. Get fucked. Anyway, what else we got going on here? Um, the Spin Studio, the uh, network, the very network you're listening to right now, hello, uh, hit 1 million downloads for one of our shows, Happy Hour with Lucy and Nikki. They obviously joined me in last week's episode. Oh, no, episode two. Fuck, I'm losing my mind. They joined me in episode two of the Christmas special. They hit 1 million downloads. I mean, what a big vibe. I don't know what they call it because I'm not like a bit of a mood ski, vibe ski, or vibe ski. There's words, okay? I'm not, you know, fun adjacent. So I, I couldn't tell you what that is, but that's what's happened. 
Um, and then we've wrapped up the year on a, a, a huge high, if you will. As I mentioned, I think last episode, we made the donation to Oz Harvest. So every year, mum does this thing at the end of the year and she tries to bring in this very much community-focused initiative where we support people at a tough time of year. Obviously, this year in particular has been super tough. So for two months, the staff have been collecting food we've um, uh, that we could give to this organisation called Oz Harvest and Oz Harvest then disseminates it to all different charities, 30-plus charities in our local community for people who are doing it tough this Christmas. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of people who've been negatively affected by COVID, not to mention just people who are generally uh, affected, you know, domestic violence and, and horrible scenarios. So we've raised, um, well, we, we managed to collect more than 208 kilos worth of food, which is a real vibe. In addition to that, we um, made a donation of $20,000, which will deliver more than 40,000 meals over the holiday season. So really, really important. I really, really believe in one Oz Harvest, but two, this time of year in particular, I think it can be very difficult for people. And whilst I have already said in previous episodes, it's a mindset thing. Some people are down in their luck. Some people are having a tough year. It's not about their mental state. It's just about things that have happened to them. They've lost their job, et cetera. And if you have the capacity or the ability to make a small difference, then you should. One dollar, for example, for Oz Harvest turns into two meals. I don't want to hear it from you that things are tough everyone can afford a couple of bucks. You know what I mean? You donate $2.50, you have fed a family of five. Hello, can I be clearer? $2.50. It's just, it's incredible what some of these people are doing out there. So find someone in your local community if there's a way to help, you should help because why not, especially at this time of year. Um, that's a bit of my, my, my recap, I think, on, on what's kind of happened, what's been going on, what's happening in this year. It's just been fucking wild. Not being able to travel. Oh, you've got no idea. No idea. It's killing me. It is just right towards the end. I tell you what, I was like, oh my God, I'm getting over it. They're flying here. They're flying there. Now I'm just like, get me back on a plane. You know, I mean, I must say though, Australia, straight fire 10. I mean, what a country really. And I must say the government, they don't, I mean, I'm not political. I am, if you know me, but I'm not super political on this podcast, but I think the government's done a great job. I mean, we are sauntering around over Christmas, just doing whatever we feel the need to, dancing inside. It's all happening. Uh, and I feel like, you know, that's as a result of some incredible um, process and, and procedure. Look, some states dropped the ball. We don't need to name them. We know what's happening, Dan Andrews. But, uh, you know, most of the people have done a great job. And uh, it means that for Christmas, you know, we're able to travel places. I myself am traveling. So uh, this is actually further down the list here. So I'm just going to completely fucking break the whole structure that Adam's put together here. But uh, for Christmas, I will be traveling. Uh, I am. So the end of this week is a bit fucking mayhem. Uh, obviously it's the last week that we're currently in the office, which has meant that my workload increases to a whole different level because every man and the dog's trying to wrap up all their end of year things. And I have a really great system with Jess where when she annoys me with things, I just say, well, let's move that to next week. Unfortunately, I can't say that because we're not here. So, uh, and we're trying to give a bit of downtime to some of the staff. So whilst I will still be working through on my phone and the usual things and taking calls, I'm trying not to rely as much on the staff, um, for the day to day. So we're trying to wrap things up. So uh, this week is a bit of a nightmare. We close today. I'm recording this on Thursday. It goes live next Wednesday. But uh, we are closing today as our last day. Tomorrow we are doing the – oh, and actually yesterday we had the Secret Santa Lunch, which is one of my favorite um, events that we host here at the office. It's a bring a plate moment. Fucking apparently everyone thought they were Gordon Ramsay yesterday. It was like there was lasagnas. There was chorizo and fucking something knocky. I was like, I don't even know what's happening. What did I bring? I hear you asking. Well, I'll tell you a story. Originally, I was going to bring pikelets with jam and cream, but no pikelets were available because I'm not at the shops at fucking 11 a.m. when Karen's there buying 14 bags for a fucking forest of children at home. Sorry, back at the fucking orphanage. Jesus Christ. Leave some fucking pikelets for me. I can't get to the shops until six. Anyway, so 
I uh, I instead went to a waffle moment. So I uh, I just did a nice little uh, dice up a nice strawberry, fabulous little uh, selection of strawberries there, only the best. And uh, then I just had a uh, jar of Nutella because why do all the work when you don't need to? I'm doing the Lord's work by wearing Nutella. Do you know what I mean? And if anyone's coming very close to me doing the Lord's work, it's Nutella. I mean, really. So the two of those and then just with like a, a pulled apart waffle moment and it was a waffle station. You just get a little toothpick in there, a bit of a Nutella, a bit of a strawberry. It was a straight vibe. So it was a selection just you've never seen. I mean, Sizzler could literally never. It was a buffet the likes of no one could even try. So uh, that was fabulous. We had a great time yesterday. Everyone does their Secret Santa Exchange. And I must say, the Secret Santa Exchange this year, the, people really, really did a, a number. I mean, they really, there was some very personal gifts. There was some tears from certain staff. People really went all in. I think that's what's so great about a team. There's a lot more care factor. In a lot of offices, it's a little bit impersonal. And I think it's probably hard to keep uh, maintain, if you will, as we get bigger. But it's quite nice. Everyone knows each other really well. And so I think the, the gifts really were, you know, really targeted, which was nice. So that was yesterday. Tomorrow is the uh, the entire group's Christmas party. So we're at 19 at the Star, my favorite venue. Uh, love you the most, Jackie Cross. Um, the, I mean, truly, if you're going to have a fucking event, where else but 19 at the Star? The views, the vibes, the cocktails. I mean, just stop it. Um, actually, though, <laughs> Cheryl, it, there is a no Cheryl policy. Uh, they haven't actually formally brought it in, but I will be enforcing it myself after several lychee martinis. I might just stand at the door and just say, um, I can see what's happening here, and I think maybe it's time to leave. I think maybe you're on the wrong floor. This is 19. It's actually the very top. You might be looking for um, maybe something sort of sub-basement uh, adjacent. Um, some sort of uh, lower ground uh, seems to be more your vibe, okay? Something with a dark, moody lighting, not sort of like a rooftop full sunlight. Maybe we need something that's a little bit more... Um, coverage on the face, sweetie. Anyway, so it's actually, you know, I'm coming in really hard on Cheryl's and Karen's here. If I'm honest, that venue attracts far more, and we haven't come up with a name for this. I'm just going to run with whatever comes to my mind now. We have far more brads and they've gotten their little tight YD suit and they're just, you know, year one real estate and they're just, they're killing it, right? They've just got that fucking white Prada sunglasses and they're just sort of like, I'm at 19 at the start. I can afford this bitches. And they're sort of going around being like, I'm just going to pick off any female I want in here. It's like, mm, there's not a single person in here that's on your level. Um, yet again, your sub basement, Brad, I think you're just going to need to go way downstairs. Um, and be escorted out, really, because it's it's offensive to the eyes. This some um, sort of, and you know, you can always tell with those cheap suits where it's like it's not really it's not a nice fabric at all. It's got that little sheen to it because they've got some sort of like cheap and nasty fucking chiffon that was just on the Chinese factory floor. They were like, "I'll oh, just throw that in there, no one will even notice." It's got that blue that's just it's just a little bit offensive to the eye, and just the light catches it, and it's almost like, oh my god, it's almost like a paper cut on the eye. Anyway, so. That really, uh, that's the audience that tries to get in there. But the actual vibe they've created at 19 at the start, absolutely just on fire. A straight 10. It's casual, yet it's a club, yet it's a bar, yet it's a full mo a full mood. It's it's really a 10. So that's what we'll be celebrating tomorrow evening, or uh, well, from tomorrow afternoon into the evening, well into the evening, I imagine, which is very exciting. Great event because we get to sort of let our hair down and have a bit of a casual moment, which is very nice. Then Saturday night, I have my annual Friendmas party, which is a party that I host at my house for my close friends, where I have all the furniture removed in my house. I have it all replaced with event-based furniture. The theme this year is stunning. I'm absolutely living for it. And then uh, on Sunday, I fly to Sydney. I'm in Sydney for three nights. I've got some work to do there. And um, some people I haven't been able to see all year for work. And then I fly on to Canberra where I am there with some family and also some business while I'm there, which is um, is good that I'm able to do both. And uh, then I'm back. I'm back for a day and then I'm off to Hamilton Island. Hello. How are you? 
and boy do I need it. Boy do I need a golf cart driving around with cocktail, care factor nil, and a cheeky sausage roll, if I'm totally honest, if we're being really serious about it. They have a bakery that'll change your life. It's a fish and chip shop and a bakery. I mean, really. If we're going to just slaughter 20 kilos in 2020, that's the place to do it. You want to do it with a pina colada and a golf cart they've put a governor on so you can go about three kilometers an hour. I could briskly walk about three times the pace of these golf carts, let me tell you. You go up a hill, it's like you don't know if you're going backwards, if you're going forwards, you don't even know what's happening. It's just hideous, but that's fine. It doesn't matter because you're on Hamilton Island at that stage. What's the difference? I'm not in a rush to go anywhere. It's kind of like a Tuesday at 2 p.m. when I'm late for a meeting and I'm on the fucking road and you've got these just complete morons who are like, well, I've got nothing else going on in my life, so I'm just going to drive at 20 and the speed limit's 60. And if the speed limit's 60, it means I'm going 80 and you're going 20. It doesn't work. It's a no from me. Oh, Adam's just letting me know. Boysenberry ice cream akimbo. I mean, there's boysenberry ice cream available on Hamilton Island. Why? Because you need to really invest to get boysenberry ice cream. You need to work hard for it. We're just going to offer it to you. You need to go to Noosa. You need to go to Hamilton Island. And that is available there. We're going to go for a uh, a walk every day. And then for every walk, I think we do, uh, it's walk multiplied by two uh, equals volume of boysenberry ice creams. So it's going to be two per day uh, minimum, I would say. We may have to back it off on some days if we are, in fact, using a sausage roll for breakfast because that's a real problem. Uh, what a vibe. Get ready for that. So that's my end of year. I'm very excited for that. Let's move on to what is really pertinent and key information, and that is Vodafone. Hi, Vodafone Hutchinson, Australia. I'm using your full name like a fucking spoiled brat at home. You know, they use your full name. What's your middle name, Adam? Nicholas. It's Adam Nicholas Gowder. Get in here. Mum's just furious. That's You just know it's over. That Vodafone Hutchinson, Australia. You get in this room right now and you just fucking put some money into your telco because it's a piece of shit. It's just not great. Let me tell you, I've been with Vodafone for about 35 years. That's at least what they think because I'm attached to my parents' account still. So I'm paying my own bill for someone who just thinks that I'm leeching off mum and dad's phone bill. I'm not. I'm paying my own bill, but I'm attached to theirs. So for some reason, every time I call, they're like, we'd like to thank you for 35 years with us. I'm like, I'm 29, bitch, so fuck off. But thank you anyway. I appreciate the loyalty. So... The other day I was in Brisbane for me. I don't do a lot of out of office meetings anymore, if I'm being totally honest. Most people come to me now. I know that's like a weird flex, but like I just don't go to people anymore. I really can't be bothered. If you can't make it to the office, I don't care to see you. So generally speaking, I don't do a lot of out of office meetings. There are some people that I do every time, this person in particular, all the time. And so I was going to Brisbane um, to see him. I haven't seen him for ages. He was uh, he, He's a, the CEO of one of our clients and a good friend of mine. He has been trapped in Melbourne during the whole COVID nightmare. And so it was good to sort of catch up and see what's been going on. So I was up there. I'm mid-meeting. Uh, meeting started at 10, about 10, 30, 10, 45. Uh, I go to Google something on my phone that we were discussing. And I get the, Kenan, actively, you're still in the data network. And I was like, mm, that's weird. That's not a good vibe. So I put it down, picked it back up sort of five minutes later and still nothing. I have no Wi-Fi, I have nothing. And now my phone doesn't work. The phone itself appears to be working and it has all the bars, it has 3G, but it's doing absolutely nothing. I can't call out, I can't receive calls, I can't get a text message. Now at this stage, I'm not aware of the gravity of what's occurred. I just know that it's not good. So basically, I am sort of sitting there trying to ignore the fact that my mind is going a thousand miles an hour because I'm thinking of all the people that could be trying to call me and can't get a hold of me. So I wrap the meeting. I leave there at about 12.31, I want to say. So I've been in this meeting for quite some time now. The phone has been inactive this entire period of time. I get to my car and I'm like, what is going on? Nothing. So I just fucking floor it. I mean, let me tell you, sport mode, who are you? 
you're coming on board. We just hammered it to get to the nearest McDonald's, okay? Now, the nearest McDonald's that I could think of was the Springwood-Logan-adjacent moment. Um, And mm, Ted Bundy could never. I felt like I was going to be serial killed, absolutely murdered. I can't explain to you the people who are hanging around at one o'clock at the fucking Springwood slash Logan McDonald's, but none of them wanted to see me. I pulled in, the car's not quiet. I pulled in, I'm getting the looks. I go inside, I'm not dressed in fucking thongs and board shorts with holes in them, so I'm getting looks as well. And I'm standing in the corner, what looks like some sort of terrorist, apparently to them, just trying to get some internet access so that I can notify the office that I've been without a phone for hours and that the entire business could be burning to the ground and I wouldn't even fucking know. I'd have no idea. Not only would I have no idea, no one would know how to reach me because they have no idea that my phone isn't working. They have no ability to call me because my phone's not receiving calls or text messages. And even worse still, when my good friend James Charles tries to call me, he likes a FaceTime. He likes to have a chat face-to-face. It's a lot. Okay, especially at 3.30 or 4 in the morning, let me tell you. I've got to get my hair done. I don't like to take phone calls with my hair down. I look like a fucking psycho. Ted Bundy, hello. So anyway, I the worst part of that is, right, someone calls you on FaceTime. Every other device I own rings. So my computer at the office would ring, but my phone wouldn't ring. So he would think I'm just ignoring him, that he's calling and calling and calling and texting me to no response because my, I mean, the way that Apple's doing things these days, it's, it's a little bit claustrophobic. Like I get one phone call on a FaceTime, my iPad rings, my laptop rings, my desktop rings, my phone rings, my watch rings. Every device you've ever seen in your life starts ringing. So they're all ringing. I wouldn't even know. So it really was a problem. So then I, the, I think that I fixed it at the McDonald's, right? So I leave the McDonald's and I'm like, I'm getting out of here. I think I've fixed it. Um, I nip around the corner and I had to get some petrol. So I'm putting petrol in my car, you know, the one bowels that offers the premium petrol because, you know, who else is using it in fucking Springwood? But anyway, so I'm putting the premium petrol in and the gent next to me who's driving what I can only describe as an early 90s lowered Holden with the muffle that's half fallen off and, you know, it's like a bit, you know, on the side, like the rust is sort of setting in over the tires and the whole car is really just holding a tire. It, it really represents 2020. It's holding things together, but not by much. You know, it's like my patience. It was just mm, right on the edge. And this car was just like, you know, he gets out of it. And it's like the fucking shocks are on it. Just like, oh God, we just, we can't handle it. Anyway, the car is not coping. This gent looks like, um, I don't know what you'd call him, heroin adjacent. I don't know. The gent was not great. You know, very gaunt, very on his way out. I don't know, like very looking for his next hit. He then starts asking me about the car tell me about the car. And so I'm thinking, is he asking about the car because he's in the market for a new vehicle? Is he asking me about the car because he plans to stab me in the face in a moment and just steal the car, knowing that my keys are on me? Um, What is the conversation here? And how do you shut it down without also ending up in the ICU? Do you know what I'm saying? Because the last thing you need to be in is an ICU right now with COVID. So I was sort of, you know, you're offering a little bit, but you're not offering too much. You're trying not to be rude, but you're trying to also not invite conversations. So even if I was sort of like, yeah, she goes all right. And, and I'm saying, you know, she goes all right because I'm going, you know, in Springwood, Logan and Jason, I'm going very straight. You know, she goes all right. You know, what sort of gay man's calling his car? She, none. Hello. She goes all right. Oh yeah. What's she get up to? On the weekends or what What do you mean? What does she get up to? I mean, and I, I realize that now I have opened the conversation by calling her she, but now I, I almost feel like he's speaking about my girlfriend. It's like, a, now don't talk about my girlfriend like that. What do you mean? It's none of your business what she gets up to. Fuck you. I was like, I, look, I, I really don't know. Um, I haven't found myself um, torpedoing down the highway at 300 kilometers an hour lately, but I'm quite confident that it would get up to that speed if I needed it to. Um, certainly the speed at which uh, it goes is nothing comparable to the speed at which I would like to get away from this conversation and you um, from your heroin abuse. So 
that was just uh, really weird. And uh, personally, I'm a, a filler all the way up kind of guy. So uh, the Bowser goes in and I just hold down until she stops. That's kind of where I'm at as a petrol person. Uh, I hate the process of getting petrol. It is I truly despise it. The whole process makes me fucking furious. I hate getting out. I hate going inside. I hate standing out there just like an idiot. They don't. I mean, how have we got no scientists working on having that distribution faster? How does it take me fucking 15 minutes to fill my car up? It should be like 30 seconds. Like plug, bang, filled. Like the end. I should be able to drive up, pull out the back and just plug a whole new one in and leave. I shouldn't even need to speak to anyone either. I mean, if I wanted to pay a premium to have someone do it for me, fuck, I could, you could get me for all sorts. Anyway, so it just wasn't good. So thankfully I got out of there. Um, heroin adjacent. I, you know, the card wasn't stolen. Um, I don't know. And look, he could have been, he was probably a lovely gent. I wasn't asking any questions beyond what it was. I was giving him very few answers. And you know, you start, I'm sort of doing a lean. You start sort of looking around just into the abyss as if like, you, you, you know, there's all sorts going on. when in fact, all you're thinking is, please stop talking to me. So you're looking up, like just straight into the direct sunlight, your eyes now, your corneas are burning, uh, you know, just sort of around like, you know, oh, there's a cobweb up there, you know, just, oh, that's, oh, that's, that's really white. They've got really a white paint on the uh, underside of this roof. It, just think anything else thinking don't make more eye contact because he's going to keep and he just was looking at the car the whole time so i like to think that i escaped a robbery uh, in addition to um what i can only describe as um treason by photophone but anyway so that was fine though i spoke to photophone again they're like sam calm down it's fine you're a priority but it's 35 years you're one of our you know longest standing customers and you're doing the lord's work we'll have it sorted for you within four hours as you can imagine i reacted quite well to four hours not uh, anyway, it turned out it was actually nine hours until my phone started working, which is great because it started working around three in the morning. So that was just fabulous because that's exactly what I needed to work. You know, right there in the middle there, you fucking morons. Anyway, that was great. And for everyone who messaged was like, you should join with Telstra. Thank you. I was aware there were other telcos in Australia. That wasn't brand new information to me. I had just decided to stay with Vodafone because they sorted their shit out many years ago. I don't know what to do now, but they offer the $5 roaming thing. And let me tell you, on the days when you could travel, that was handy. And also, like, people who, like, join Telstra, I have my internet with Telstra. Are we trying to pretend like that's a fucking picnic? Give me a break. You call them and it's like a fucking, oh, you thought your service would work? Well, it doesn't, okay? We'll turn it back on when we feel like it. Okay, thank you. Obviously, the accent that I've used there is not adjacent to the accent that you'll be receiving if you call a call center of any of the telcos, just to be clear. Anywho, um, what else are we going to I've covered the Christmas break plans. Um... Adam's marked down a Christmas Day outfits. Look, I think you should try and be festive where possible. Pop in a red, pop in a green. Um, you know, for females, I know that every year my sister likes to wear like a festive earring. There's something happening there. That's always a fun time. Um, personally, I have no idea what I'm going to wear Christmas this year. Uh, it could be interesting. I'm in Canberra. I believe the weather is a bit um, up and down now. It could be a little bit cooler, which really is a whole different wardrobe. I've got a whole separate wardrobe of winter clothes. Are we cracking that bad boy open again? I don't know what's happening. I don't want to call it too early, but if I've got to travel, I've got to for six days. It's harder to travel when you've got to have big jumpers. So we might have to take two bags, judge away. Um, what else have I got going here? Preparation for yearly friendmas. Preparations are well underway. Menus have been selected. It is all happening. Cocktails have been selected. Lychee martinis will be available like you've never seen, in addition to a chili mug, because we like to keep a standard. And the food's great too. I mean, carby, um, you know, some protein options too, but you know, you want something carby when you're drinking the volume of lychee martinis I plan to. Um, and I hate an event. You go to an event, you leave hungry. Ugh, just kill yourself. That's the worst possible outcome. Nothing worse than undercatering for food. Truly. Anyway, uh, we've got to hear preparation for my 30. So I turned 30 in January. Fuck my life. But I turned 30 in January. Um, I never did an 18th and I never did a 21st. 
I know, I didn't do either of those things. So, I mean, like I had like dinner or whatever, but no big party. So 30, we're going all out. It's a whole soiree, if you will. We're really leaning into a Hamptons sheeky-deeky vibe, uh, which I'm very excited about. So the planning is well underway for that. What I can tell you is catering for the food will be too much. And that is exactly what we're looking for. Over the top. Hello. Um, uh, we're actually doing some interactive food stations too. I don't want to go, you know, I don't want to be giving things away, but it's a vibe. We had some people ring in last week and what was the topic? More Grinch stories. We, they were good. That was a good vibe last week where that woman was like, oh, I just bought my tram for 12 minutes. Oh God, get your fucking award out, medal. Hit me up. What you got? We got three today, I'm told. Vibe. Hi, Sam. Hi. I first wanted to start off by saying you're amazing. Oh, love you the most. Um, I've followed you since the weekly rant days and <gasps> you're truly a laugh a minute. And I what thank a you time. for that. Thank you for listening. Um, my story, or actually a conundrum, begins the 1st of December, 2020. I naturally began playing Christmas carols and my partner, who I love dearly, was visibly uncomfortable. Um, Why? I asked him, you know, like, what's, what's with the negative body language? And mm. he said he doesn't like carols, he didn't grow up with them, and he requested I turn them off. Well, that's now, absolutely me, outrageous and offensive. Carols are fundamental to Christmas, you, and I, I view correct. them as some sort of time capsule that takes me back to childhood bliss. Time so, capsule vibe. Okay, I'm with Yeah, my, my partner is otherwise Christmassy. He just hates the caroling aspect, and I don't know what to do. I'm sort of wondering whether to wean him onto them by playing them on joyous occasions and sort of hope for, hoping that he begins to attach the the sound to the emotion of joy. Yeah, um, okay, right. It's like, that's like a dog, though, right? Is that yeah. Learn behavior. In playing these carols around negativity, it'll begin to dampen my memories of childhood cheer. So I'm just wondering what you think I should do. What you need to do is the following. Firstly, uh, it can't dampen your own memories. Uh, no one is able to do that. When you create yourself into a Christmas bubble, if you will, a protective Christmas cocoon, uh, you're unable to be, have that penetrated. I'm sorry, but no one can interrupt my Christmas. It doesn't matter what happens. It really doesn't. Because Christmas is a magical time of year. I exude the magic at Christmas time. I mean, that's what needs to happen. We're donating to charity. We're throwing events. There's parties. There's lychee martinis. You need to be at the forefront. So that's ridiculous. You clearly attend. So there is no risk of you having any sort of issues with your carols and uh, Christmas love. Okay, that's not going anywhere. For your partner, Firstly, I won't take that he's saying that he is Christmassy otherwise. I think that he's on the borderline. I think that he's a fence sitter and I don't like it, okay? He needs to choose a side and the side to be on is Christmas. I don't feel like, you know, are some people going to want to listen to carols all day like I do? No, absolutely not because I'm like Superman with the sun. The carols give me power. You know, it's strength, if you will. I don't think everyone's going to be like that. But how on earth are we listening to a carol and there's a problem? You know what I mean? All of a sudden it's like, and I said this last year and I'm going to say it again. Here we go. I don't understand why we need to be Monday to Friday, fucking January to November, having our ears assaulted on the daily about like my vagina this and fucking put your dick in me and like all these hideous songs just assaulting me on the radio constantly. And I'm sorry, I'm asking for 30 fucking days of singing about snow and jingle bells and the fucking reindeers. I'm sorry to inconvenience you that you can't pause your songs about fucking slut drops and nightclubs and pill popping. I'm sorry. No. Okay. We don't need that shit in our lives. 30 days, happiness, snow, 
reindeers, and Santa Claus, okay? You explain to me what the problem is there. But also, different categories of carols, okay? You've got your Michael Bublé, you've got your Celine Dion's, you've got your Mariah Carey's. Some people can't quite get to that level. Have you tried them on, say, a, uh, a Coldplay moment? You know, you need to go there. Has his favourite band or group released something Christmas adjacent? We need to start weaning that in. That's what we need to do. You can't just push someone right to the end and all of a sudden it's Mariah Carey hitting a high C. You can't do that, okay? You need to find what is categorically available there. I feel like it would be like Adam. I feel like he would need work. His future partner will need to do work. I'll work with them to fix that. But you can't just go straight to a high C with Mariah. It's just not a thing, okay? You need to select the appropriate times and the appropriate music and go from there. And also, there's another thing that I don't think a lot of people are you know, fully aware of at Christmas time. Um, what you can also do is just say, fuck off, you know? Could you turn off the carols? Fuck off. It's Christmas, okay? WAP can come back in January, you dumb fuck, okay? Fuck off. Okay. And then just, I think you just start withholding sex, really. Whatever it takes. Carols are a part of Christmas. I won't have it any other way. What else we got, Adam? I'm like Dr. Phil. I need a show. You could bring him on. I could rehabilitate him. I need like 30 minutes. Done. I'm having a real grinchy moment right here. So got very excited about Christmas this year. Just got a house with these beautiful cathedral ceilings. We love the Irish fans. Oh, go They're on the best. I, I am all for the turkeys and the ham and making the gingerbread house that Christmas oh, is my vibe. Town. Anyway, Can I come very, over? very excited. A friend rocks around, cuts down a freshly, just beautiful Christmas tree. Fresh. I've never had a real Christmas tree ever before. Nor have I. Very excited. They are shit. It is dying. I'm constantly hoovering up pine needles. I didn't decorate hard enough because I kind of just wanted my lovely, real Christmas tree to be the main focus the moment. of the house. I see what you're saying. No, no. My Christmas tree is now this off shade of greeny brown. It was <gasps> awful. And I just want to take it down, but I don't want to hurt his feelings. And I know you're going to tell me to, you know, cop the fuck on, take it down, put up a proper tree. Mm. Anyway, next year, 10 for Christmas tree. Cannot fucking wait. Not like on a bitch. That means Merry Christmas in Gaelic. Enjoy. Bye-bye. I mean, we love that. We're getting international Merry Christmas. Hello. What a vibe. Look, you're, you're dead right. I mean, if you provided my own advice for I could, you just tell him to fuck off. I mean, for me, Christmas is a standard that needs to be met. Now, I think, one, you need to recognize that that's a fucking vibe. Chop down a real Christmas tree to bring it. I mean, that's phenomenal, like truly phenomenal. But I think that there are some side effects here that we weren't all ready for. I think this podcast wasn't ready for that either. I think we've heard now that there are some issues with the real trees. I don't know what maintenance of a real tree is like. I'm going to look into it for you. But uh, that's a problem. And I think that you can recognize the problem. I think you can say, look, we had a phenomenal tree. um, And unfortunately, it's now died and we need to move on here. What I will say is this. This means that if you took that tree down and put a new one up, you had two trees this year, two Christmas trees. Now that is a gift in itself, okay? You get to up the ante of the decorations because as you said, you weren't trying to over-decorate the first one. I appreciate that. We like a chic, simplistic moment. You know, hello? But you now get to have a second tree, a second go at the decorations. You know, every time I put the Christmas tree up, I think next year I could change this, I could change that, I could buy this, I could do that. You get to have it all over again. It's almost a second gift that the tree is dying. You know what I'm saying? But I get what you're saying. I wouldn't be able to handle pine needles everywhere and the vacuuming. That's a whole problem. I wouldn't like it. My cleaner wouldn't like it. It wouldn't be a vibe. So I see where you're going, but I would just say to them, you need to unpack it more. Not only fuck off, I'll do what I want, but two, it's a new gift. I get a second tree. Thank you very much. Who else we got, Adam? So last year, my grandmother, whose name is Cheryl and who does this, decided that um, for the rest of her living, breathing life, she will not be purchasing anybody Christmas presents because she decided to splash out and buy herself veneers. 
and the way that she could afford that was um, <clears throat> just to decide to never ever buy anyone a Christmas present ever again. So last year's Christmas lunch, that was the news that we were burdened with. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, that's a weird thing to bring up at Christmas too. Like, hi guys, by the way, no gifts in the future. <laughs> Look at my veneers. Um, that's weird. Look, I love to spoil yourself at Christmas. I, I, you know, I think that's a vibe. But I'm not sure, like, you know, I think you need to have the ability to scale up or down the Christmas gifts. Some years you have a great year. Some years you don't have a great year, financially speaking. Some years you get big gifts. Some years you get small gifts. Some years you get many years of small gifts. I mean, it's fine. It's not about the value of the gift. It's about the process of the gift. It is the thought that counts. And I know people say that a lot. And it's bullshit, but it's not bullshit. It is, in fact, the thought. What I will say is this. We have a $50 limit on the gifts that are handed out at our Christmas Secret Santa lunch. And let me tell you a story. Every single person here received their gifts, absolutely loved them. We had tears going on. Because there was thought put into the gift. It's not about the value of the gift. So I don't like the move here. It's not a financial thing. It's a laziness thing, okay? You had the fucking goal to go and get your stupid fucking teeth fixed. I feel like you could put some thought in. You've got all year. Like I said, you've got January to November. Put some fucking work in. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's not a vibe. Anywho, all those people that we just played, love you the absolute most. Every single one of you, $200. Adam's going to get involved. I don't know how, but he's going to do something. He's going to reach out. He's going to do something. You're going to get $200 for playing. Thank you for calling in. Uh, I'm serious. We play live ammo around here. I said call in. I'll give you $200. You did? I'm giving it to you. There you go. They are my three faves. They're the ones we've played. So cash for you. Last episode, we're just being very merry. As everybody knows, we are giving away the Louis Vuitton bag. Okay. People are just fucking melting. Thousands of comments, DMs akimbo. People are messaging me thinking that's going to get them something more if they message me a sub story. Uh, wrong crowd. Uh, clearly not followers of this podcast. They just think they can slide in the side door and they won't be winning shit. Anywho, so uh, the Louis Vuitton Keeple bag, my favorite travel bag. I use them all over the world. It's so convenient, so chic, so fashion forward. We will be selecting a winner next week. Actually, no, we'll be selecting a winner at the time of this podcast going live. So I'm saying next week because I'm recording it last week. Anyway, so basically, uh, as we have detailed in the uh, previous post and whatever else, the way to enter is the post that I've put on my Instagram where I'm holding the Louis Vuitton box that contains the keeple. You need to comment below, tag a friend, uh, and then you're in to win. And you need to be following me, obviously, because like get fucked otherwise. Um, but when we DM you and say you're the winner, you need to be able to respond within 60 minutes, one hour with the password. The password, I, I've been trying to think this whole episode, what am I going to make this password while I've been just chatting, just bullshit. But I think that maybe the password that we need to do, I think that we just need to wrap it up as a bit of an inside joke for this podcast. I think the final password for the year is going to be Cheryl. I think it's necessary. I think it's appropriate. And I think it's an inside joke. I think you need to be able to say it's Cheryl. You know, I'll also accept Champagne Corolla, whichever you'd prefer. But I think both are good. Uh, Cheryl, I think is a funny one. It's a nice way to end the year. So that is the password. You need to reply with that within one hour. 61 minutes isn't within an hour. Okay. 62 minutes isn't either. 59 is. I won't have a fucking bar of it. I also don't want to hear like, I didn't see the message. I don't care. That doesn't seem like my problem. Okay. We will be giving this bag away. It will be a 10 out of 10. We will be posting it. Uh, and we will be posting it anywhere in the world. I really don't care where it's going. That is the password. Adam has marked down here some plans for 2021. It is just to keep kicking fucking goals and maybe we just keep doing podcasts. Who knows if it's going to happen? We pray for it. We pray for Adam trying to keep the wheels fucking turning of this thing. But we've managed to get four episodes out for Christmas as promised, which is an absolute vibe. That is Christmas for 2020. 
We will be back in 2021 at some stage, I am sure of it. We'll be back to talk about all things that happened over Christmas, unpacking all the stories of Sydney and Canberra, unpacking all the Christmas specials, and of course, hearing from our winner and more phone calls for sure, because that's a a 10. I'm loving the voicemails. Thank you as always for all of your support. Thank you for sharing on social. Thank you for leaving comments. Thank you for DMing me. There's a lot of people who reach out and a lot of people I'm not able to get back to, but I love all of you for doing so. You're all straight fire fucking tens. You're doing the people's work while I am doing the Lord's work. And over the holiday season, I will be asking you to do the Lord's work as well. Spread the Christmas joy, spread the happiness, enjoy time with the loved ones that you get to see. And for those of you who aren't able to see everyone with COVID, make a fucking FaceTime. You can do it. Spread some joy. There is always something to celebrate or smile about. You just have to find it. That is the Literally Nobody Cares podcast for 2020. That is four episodes of the Christmas special. Love you the absolute most. Merry Christmas from me to you and your family. Thank you.